Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jill. And this is Melissa. And this is Mel and Jill Geek Out. Hey, Jill. Hi, Mel. It is 10 o'clock at night. We just finished watching Sister Wives. And I don't know about you, but I have a lot to say. But there's something else I want to bring up first. Uh, Jill, have you seen that TikTok trend where women are asking their men, their spouses, their dads, their brothers, whomever, about how often they think about the Roman Empire? I have seen this. I ran an experiment. I asked my husband, my father, and my brother, and my boss how often that they think about it. My husband's immediate response was at least once a month. And then, mind you, today, he's like thought about it for a while and he amended it to being like, it's definitely more than once a month. It's not like once a day, but it's more than once a month. It's pretty often. And I'm like, my dad said like once a week. My brother's like not as often as I used to, but he used to think about it a lot. So I also asked several men in my life. Mark said no, like not at all. Okay. It was very much a like, why would you think about the Romans? You should be thinking about the Greeks. The he just like, <laughs> if you're gonna think about any room, like ancient empire, you should it should be the Greeks. With you know, I guess whatever. I don't think he thinks about Fair. that though. Mark didn't care. I asked my brother-in-law, which I knew what the answer would be. His would be very often. And it was. And I got a long paragraph explaining to me why he thinks about it very often. <laughs> it was very funny. And then for like the following two days, I got follow-up text messages about it. And I asked a co-worker who initially said not very often, but then changed his answer several times. So it was pretty entertaining. My dad also said occasionally not as much as like everybody else was. So he still said yes, but it just, it was so bizarre to me. So I think Mark is the upset, like a, like he's the exception because he is British. That is going to be my my theory on that. Um, but what do you think is like the female equivalent? Murder. Being murdered, getting murdered, mur- like all forms of like true crime. Like it's very much a thing in my opinion. Yeah, I can say that that, that that I have heard a lot of people say things and I didn't really resonate with it. But like murder in the sense of like, am I going to be murdered? If someone tries to murder me, what do I do? And also pairing that with these people were murdered in this fashion. And I, I want to understand how that occurred. I would I would agree with that. I've heard like Titanic or like the Romanoff family, like no. Anastasia, that whole thing situation regency era which i feel like those are all pretty niche yeah like some girls do think about those things a lot but then i don't think that that is like a universal experience i don't think that those are maybe the murder one is in i feel like it is but i don't know i think it's maybe a little bit sad that men are thinking about like the contributions to society that a single ancient government and society created and women are thinking about how to not die (laughs) agreed Agreed. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've legitimately thought to myself, okay, if I sleep on the couch, I will die faster than if I was in the bedroom and I heard somebody break in, then I would be more scared. Yeah, when I lived 
when like when I lived in the city that you and I met in, I had that apartment and it was not like in a I mean, there were no good parts of town, to be fair, but it wasn't in like the worst, but it wasn't in like the best part of town. And for a long time, I wouldn't sleep in the actual bedroom because my window was to the parking lot. And even though I had done things to keep that window from ever being like able to be like shimmied open, Mm -hmm. I just didn't feel safe. So I slept in the living room on my couch most of the time because I felt safer in that space. Because my front door was, like, right next to the office. Yeah. And so I thought that there was, like, there's more security cameras at the front door. They're less likely to try to do something at a door that is so easy to see. So many people see and drive by. I've definitely been there. Definitely. Especially in, like, hotel rooms and stuff when you're by yourself. Yeah. That's nerve. Also, just to lighten it a little bit, because this is going to be a heavy episode... I also, do you ever, like, I'm also really scared of the dark. I I don't, this is really dumb. But when I go into, like, the bathroom and the shower curtain is closed and it's really dark, there's definitely times where I've ripped it open, absolutely expecting to see either Psycho or Scream in there. One of the two. Terrifying. (laughs) Uh, So, I don't share that same fear with you. The dark does not really freak me out. I kind of like it, actually, but this is because... I'm a weird person, but I also have like absolute terrible night vision. I cannot, I have to have a light on like when we turn on all the other lights for me to be able to like walk into the bedroom and not like be completely like lost. I cannot see anything in the dark. I mean, to be fair, I don't think most people can, but yeah, I mean, I also have. John can see just fine. He has like superpowers. I swear to God. That's annoying. I know. He's just good at everything and it's very annoying. Anyway, do we want to jump in to this episode? You say it's sad. I think I have some spicy, spicy things to say. It's not sad. It's just, I, guys, I did tell Melissa I like kind of regret picking Sister Wives this season because it's so heavy. Oh, my God. It's mm-hmm. just, it's not, it wasn't sad like it was last episode, but there was like a lot of things in it. So, yeah. I did a lot of eye rolling in this one, yeah. personally. First, I'm just going to jump out here and say Cody was not in this episode outside of the confessional couch. Yeah. The interview couch was the only time we saw him. And I am so grateful because I, yeah, give him three minutes of airtime and that is it. Because every time he comes on screen, I just want to punch him in the face. And Robin. He pisses me off so much. Robin pissed me off in this episode, mm-hmm. too. Anyway, so we open up with Janelle cooking in her kitchen and kind of talking to Savannah, who's there, about how she kind of misses having a bigger kitchen, which, yeah, I get that. That's a tiny kitchen, but you got to do what you got to do. And she, in her confessional, talks about how she hasn't really told her kids all of the details about her fight with Cody, which I think is. Yeah, I wouldn't. I I wouldn't if I was in her shoes. I wouldn't. Like, like. If my kids came to me as an adult and asked me specifically, like, hey, what happened? Or I heard this is whatever. Like, I would answer their questions, but I'm not going to volunteer the information to them. It's not appropriate, in my opinion. No, I agree with you on that. So then we have Christine and Janelle needed another piece of furniture and she wanted like a big beanbag (laughs) chair. So Christine's like, hey, I'm actually heading down there anyway. I'll just give you mine because I don't want it anymore. My guess is that these are love sacks. They look like a love sack to me. And completely fair, they are 
super comfortable. They are. We had one as well. Gargantuan. Yeah, they are gigantic. Oh my god. <laughs> Ours ended up being a giant dog bed. I, I got to the point where I was like, we one, we have no space for this. There was nowhere to put it. It that like unless you, it it needs to literally replace a piece of furniture. It's so big. Mm-hmm. So there there was nowhere to put it. And then like I said, giant dog bed. No, thank you. And and I just love how Chris or Janelle was just like, Yeah, I know it's not like aesthetic, but I'm about form over function and comfort. And I don't really care what it looks like. I love it. (laughs) It's like, yes, Janelle, own the fact that you want a functional space. So Christine gets there and she rolls this giant. The fact that she's like saran wrapped it made me laugh, which kind of probably made it heavier, if I'm being really honest. True, but it made it more compact to fit it in her car. They made it work. And she's jokingly, but kind of not jokingly, telling Janelle that she should move into the other half of her duplex, her townhouse that she lives in, in Utah. And Janelle doesn't say no. She says that she has too many ties in Flagstaff and Savannah's still in school. So like now it's not a good time. That is Janelle's nice Um, way of saying no. Janelle doesn't want to leave Flagstaff. No, and I think that that is completely fair. She really likes Flagstaff. She should stay. Mm -hmm. And it sounded to me like Janelle is trying to navigate her situation with Cody through what she would probably say, I think, her proper religious channels. Because she talks about, you know, whether or not she would want to seek a release through their religion and things like that. And I I just see Janelle really struggling. Yeah. And that makes me sad. But then she and Christine are talking in the kitchen and Savannah is there and Janelle's telling Christine how long it's been since she's talked to Cody. And then we find out that Cody hasn't talked to Savannah since her birthday. So Savannah's birthday is in early December and it is now like mid-January 2022. So like that's at minimum like a month that he just hasn't talked to his own kid. Yeah, that upset me. And like Christine's reaction to that. Oh, so valid. So valid. Oh my God. I, that's how I felt. It, that is exactly how I would have felt as a mom to the, like, that's just. Oh yeah. She was furious, mm-hmm. furious to hear that he allowed his argument with Janelle and his issues with Gabe and Garrison to prevent him from even talking to Savannah. That's just total bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's total fucking bullshit. And here's my thing. He keeps, when he pops up on the fucking screen, he A, is blaming Christine mm-hmm. and Janelle for his strained relationships with his other, with his children with them which is total fucking bullshit. They are not responsible for your relationships with those children. You are. You are fucking responsible. Whether you live in the home or not, it doesn't fucking matter. There are a ton of divorced parents who co-parent very, very well. And those kids feel loved and supported by both halves of their family. There's a ton of, like, you cannot tell me that there are not families who make weird ass living situations work. Like how many military families were... you know, one the active duty parent has to geo batch yep. for who knows how long, and they make it fucking work. It is no excuse. 
excuse. You live in the same fucking town. There is nothing. To not fucking talk Z- to her. Zero. And then his... And, and this whole phone to bo- go both ways. I was just about to say that. You're the parent. Yes. You are the parent. Savannah's not an adult. You are the parent. Savannah's not an adult. It had nothing to do with this. No. And then we find out that he's like, oh, I'll bring her her Christmas eventually. AKA never. He's never going to do it. But he didn't even bother to like send it back with truly Isabel and McKelty when they came over. He's just being petty. There's no other explanation for it, in my opinion. Like, I wouldn't be one iota of surprised if Savannah chooses to not have a relationship Me with either. him. Not even a little bit. Not at all. Because, like, how he's treating her is completely... It's complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's emotional abuse because he's mad at her mom. And it's just fucked up. It's just so fucked up. Get your shit together, Cody. I know it's been a f- almost two years since this was recorded, but get your shit to fuck together. I mean, it doesn't sound like from what we see from the kids right now that it's gotten any better. If anything, it's gotten worse. So then we have this conversation between Robin and Mary. Robin goes to visit Mary at her house. They have to sit outside, even though they're at Mary's house. Anyways, apparently Mary didn't know about the second Christmas with Isabel, Truly, and McKelty. Because this is all news to her when Robin tells her about it. Robin is just so, has no self-awareness, just none, no situational awareness, no self-awareness. Like, like, don't get me wrong. Mary did some bad shit and, and definitely made some mistakes, but like, I don't understand what Robin doesn't see, especially in this situation. No one comes with Mary. It's like, are you joking right now? I don't know. We're going to get more into Robin's selective sight yeah, here in a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but you can see that Mary's kind of hurt that she didn't get an invite to this second Christmas when, like, there was really no reason for her to not get that invite. Yeah. McKelty, Isabel, and Truly are also her kids. Like, I don't know how close their relationship is, but, like, you can tell that she wanted to see them. And it's just so rude that, like, she was trying to abide by... Cody and Robin's rules of engagement, and yet she doesn't get to participate. Mm -hmm. It's like you, it's so fucked up. What happened to this family that you're so desperate to have Christmas together, Robin? Isn't Mary part of this family? Isn't that what you're trying to convince her of? It's fucking stupid. So then we learn a little bit more about the real reason why everyone didn't get together. And it has really nothing to do with COVID and really nothing to even do with Cody's fight with Gabe and Garrison or people living in different places. It has to do with that fucking group chat. And shit got said in that group chat. Robin got offended. And then it just, they didn't feel safe with everyone coming over. Robin's explanation is she didn't want there to be this big blow up fight between Cody and the boys. And I'm like, the only, you can't control anybody in this situation because you are actually not an omnipotent being pulling the strings. The only person you have to tell to, to behave is fucking Cody. He's the one who goes off the rails constantly. So 
because Cody can't control himself, y'all couldn't have fucking Christmas. Nope, no. Nope. Keep going. But they're gonna blame it on. Say, they're gonna blame it on fucking COVID. Yeah. They're gonna say that Janelle actively chose to not spend time with them so that her kids can feel victimized by Janelle and her kids, and it's just or Christine and her kids, whoever the the newest scapegoat is, and it's just fucking bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. This episode should have been named. It's all a bunch of fucking yeah. bullshit. Agreed. So then we, the whole, Janelle kind of comes on and she's like, look, for the first 15 years of us all being together, things were not perfect. There were hiccups, there were snafus, there was misunderstandings. We had to work through some stuff. But ultimately the consensus between everyone was the family, the picture of the family that we all wanted. But then in quick succession, they go public and they add Robin. And the problem is they never got back into a new rhythm. They never found a new normal because you were never going to go back to 100% the way it was. I mean, you can't. Yeah, like change happens. You can never go back to the way things were before. But they just never found that new normal. And that was the big fucking problem. I kind of disagree. But I mean, I don't think it's that they never settled back down. I just I really will come back to this later but i'm so sorry this is all cody and robin's fault right now all of it every fucking bit of this you want to know why your family imploded robin you you did that's what happened you happened to this family you insisted that your children get special treatment that you get special treatment and then you're surprised When everybody else is like, what the fuck? And I'm not putting up with this shit anymore and leaves. Or Cody basically kicks him out of the marriage. I I think you're right. I think we're both saying the same thing, but slightly differently. They never got back to a new normal because there was no such thing as a new normal as them all together as a big family because Cody didn't want everyone else anymore. He only wanted Robin. Yeah, but I don't even think that Cody realized that he didn't want anybody else. I really don't. He just slowly pushed every single one of them away, depending upon who was in the spotlight at that time. I don't think Cody is conscious of much of anything. He has no self-awareness. So, of course, he doesn't fucking know. It's just so frustrating. Janelle said something very interesting. And she's like, if I was going to sort of start again with Cody, because it's not about picking up where they left off at this point. If they're going to have any kind of a relationship, she definitely feels like they essentially have to start from scratch Mm. she would want more from cody i don't blame her and i'm like i'm so proud of her for admitting Mm -hmm. that and she's kind of struggling with defining whatever the fuck is going on with them so are the rest of us it's a separation but like they haven't had that like actual conversation so it's just weird they're separated but it's Mm. weird so we bounce back to this this conversation that happens about a Christmas 20 years ago where Mary tells this story to Robin about Cody giving Christine tons and tons of presents this one year and then he doesn't get Mary anything. And Cody tries to play it off of like, oh, he was trying to placate Christine because she needed yeah. that. And then Christine's like, I didn't know why he was doing this and I asked him, he's like, oh, well, you got her a gift card. She's like, she's still your wife, idiot. You still have to buy her something. And like, all this says to me is that Cody was a schmuck long before cameras showed up. Oh yeah. Like I've been in Mary's shoes before. That's happened 
to me. Like, obviously not in a polygamous family situation, but I've been in a Christmas situation where literally everyone got something but me and it was crushing. So I feel for, I feel for Mary. Like, I, I don't know why she didn't leave sooner. Like, I mean, I guess she technically hasn't even left. I don't know why. I don't know why. Because that, that was... I think we get the answer at the end of the episode. Yeah. But um, So then Mary and Robin start telling secrets. And we got a preview of this. This was such And I was, dis- I was disappointed. I'm, I wasn't disappointed. I was so fucking annoyed. That was so anticlimactic. Like, I, maybe, maybe my expectations were set a little too high with TLC. Because the fucking trailers have been great lately. But this pissed me off so much because we did get the extended version before the show actually came out. And I said to Melissa, I was like, that was so dumb. Because guess what? If I was a sister wife, that's exactly what the fuck I'm doing. I'm going to be tracking exactly how many nights you're at my house. Maybe not necessarily with everybody else's. Well, now, if if there was, like, a situation with Robin, you bet your ass I would. And I'd be willing to bet money that one of them did. I bet you they did. It's probably, Janelle probably has a fucking spreadsheet. I'd be bet it was Christine. Uh, Janelle's the, the mm. spreadsheet type for sure. I agree with you on that. But I don't see her being annoyed enough to actually keep track. I do see Christine being annoyed enough keeping track. So, yeah, I think Christine was annoyed enough, would be annoyed enough to keep track but I think Janelle likes the data and the stuff about it enough where she would just keep it just to have it not to ever use it for anything but just to like have the data I love it as well in in connection to this whole keeping track of Cody's time with them Mm -hmm. Robin also divulges her own story of this because Mary's like oh I wasn't getting a third because it was before Robin came into the family Mm -hmm. and then and Robin's like, oh, I did the same thing in Vegas. And he was, I did it for like a month or two. And he like just wasn't around. And Christine was like, yeah, there was one month where he treated me the way he treated her. And it was great. I have a theory that this month that happened, he was at Christine's house for 25 out of the 30 whatever days, was directly after Truly was in the hospital and almost died because of him. Probably. I'd be willing to bet that as well. That's a great point. I didn't think about that. That is my guess of when this month occurred. But also like the fact that none of them acknowledge or they, they all acknowledged that this one month happened, right? But that was one month out of 30 years. That was one month out of 30 years. What are you talking about? Let's look at the last, what, how long have they been married now? How long have he and Robin been married now? Like 12 years? Yeah, a long it's time. Been a while. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, and- like every viewer can see where you're at because Christine made a great fucking point. Okay. We all know Cody is not at Mary's house. We all know he's not there. We all know he's not at Christine's house. We all know he's not at Janelle's house. So where the fuck are you, Cody? If you're not at Robin's house, where the fuck are you then? That doesn't make any goddamn sense. And then, and then, Robin has the balls to turn around and justify it and say, well, my children really needed it. Because they really, they complained constantly that Cody wasn't around. Gee. Like the other kids did That sounds fucking familiar. That's exactly what Janelle and Christine have been telling you that their children have been feeling. So gee, gee, Robin, 
maybe he should be spending more time with all of his children, all of his wives, not just you and yours. Oh, and then Cody's explanation Ugh. of like once they get to the cul-de-sac is that Robin had a, a place, he had an office oh. there and he had a place for his car there. I'm like, you leave it a fucking cul-de-sac, park it in the middle of the goddamn street. No one's going to fucking care. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on. You're an idiot. You have literally four driveways to it's pick from. It's just an excuse. Of where to fucking park your yeah, exactly. car. Exactly. It is just an excuse for you to justify you being at Robin's house. That's all. It's just another mm-hmm. way you're putting her up on a pedestal. Well, Robin gave me an office. I'm sorry. Robin at the time had four children and was living in a McMansion. Fucking Christine had six kids and so did Janelle. They don't have room no. for you to have that. The only other place was Mary. Mary, And I bet Mary would have happily given you one if you had shown one iota of interest exactly. in it. Exactly. All you had to do was even hint at it and she would have happily given him that fucking room. She would have done anything Mm -hmm. to get back in his good graces. He's so full of shit. So full of shit. Everything about Cody just annoys me. Like, I... Yeah. (laughs) And we find out that he's giving Janelle the same bullshit runaround that he gave Christine about being a better sister wife. Now, this is... We're going to take a little sidebar tangent about Christine. So Christine talks about how she was not friends with Robin Mm. and she would not have accepted friendship from Robin. She would have still rejected it, even if things weren't the way they are because she still didn't trust her. That's fair. And I'm like, fair. Mm -hmm. So we learn that when Robin lost her rental and then ended up having to buy the McMansion she currently lives in because heaven forbid a kid shares a room. She had to have a six bedroom house. Janelle, like shortly after they bought the house, Janelle has a calm conversation expressing her feelings to Robin saying, Hey, I understand why we made the decision that we did, but I really feel like this has set us back from paying off the property and being able to build on the property. And Robin runs over to Cody and is like, Janelle's being mean because she doesn't want me to have this house. She phrases it differently at being like, oh, I told him to see that we both had issues with it. And it's like, no, you didn't. You're like, Janelle's being mean to me because she didn't want me to buy my McMansion for us to live in. And then Cody goes and like fucking is all up again, like all up Janelle's ass about it and is holding it against her. And so Janelle now has a very clear picture of how this all fucking goes because she knows she can't have a fucking conversation sister wife to sister wife with Robin without her pulling Cody into the situation. And this is why these fucking relationships aren't going to work is because no one's willing to be able to have a one-on-one conversation and not pull fucking somebody else into it. Cody had no business knowing about that conversation between Janelle and Robin. Janelle was doing what he preaches for them all to do, which is trying to figure it the fuck out on their own without him being involved. Mm -hmm. And guess who fucking involves him? Robin. Robin is the fucking problem when it comes to the interpersonal relationships. It wasn't her fault that she got brought into this family. It wasn't her fault that Cody is is generically kind of a douchebag. None of those things are Robin's fault. It is Robin's fault that she constantly runs to fucking Cody to solve her fucking problems and plays the fucking victim card over shit that isn't a big fucking deal. Every time. And Cody just like agrees with it. 
It just I hate this phrase. My husband says it to me and I cringe, but it applies very heavily in this situation. It is called trust, but verify. Mm. Trust that what somebody is telling you is the truth, but verify that information independently. It's true. But he just takes Robin and his work at her word and goes off. And shockingly, other people don't like that. So then Robin is like interrogating Mary about Christine and Cody's relationship from like before Robin came into the family. And and it's just fucking stupid. It's like the relationship is done. They're never getting back together like ever. Just go listen to Taylor Swift's song <laughs> and get the fucking point. And she keeps bringing up, she's like, I don't see what these big deal breakers are. Like, there's no deal breakers. There's no deal breakers. And I'm like, bitch, what's a deal breaker for not, you is not yeah. necessarily a deal breaker for someone else. It, Everyone's deal breakers are different. I bet you you'd feel differently if you were on the receiving end of this treatment. And not the one mm-hmm. being held on the pedestal. I, I mm-hmm. think she'd have a real yeah. problem with his behavior then. Yeah, if my husband came to me and was like, I just don't, you're not nice to this other woman that I'm clearly more in love with than you. And because of that, I just don't want to have an intimate relationship with you like ever again. Yeah. I don't remember when this comes up in the episode, but again, Christine makes a fucking beautiful point. Oh, if you're nice, that's that's what Cody's premise is. If you're nicer to Robin, because again, per Janelle's beautiful point, it's always Robin. It's nobody else. And it's like, if I'm nicer to Robin, then we can have an intimate relationship again. And Christine's like, fuck that. I don't want to do that. And now he's going to turn around and pose the same things on Janelle. But again, Mary and Robin have been best friends for fucking years, right? He wouldn't spit on Mary if she was on fire. Like, he doesn't give a flying fuck about her. Not at all. Not even a little bit. No. And that didn't change their relationship. She's wonderful to Robin. She lets Robin have everything. everything. She let her make the turkey because Mary had always made the Thanksgiving turkey. And then Robin's like, I want to do that too. Mary let her do it. Mary has always hosted Christmas Eve. They did it at fucking Robin's house this year. 2021. Mm. You know what I mean? But like, she gives Robin everything. She handed Cody over to Robin. She handed Cody over to Robin, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Still not good enough for nope. Cody to even have, like, a legitimate friendship with her. So then we get this bit of information from Janelle, and she's like, Janelle comes out and she says that sister wives get along better and have a better and healthier relationship with each other when the husband is being equitable with his resources and his time. So, like, financially equitable and, you know, spend equal time with everyone. And she she says this at one point too. She's like, you know, for a long time I was okay with Robin getting more. I was okay with that because I was getting enough. I was fine. And then we can clearly see that shit has not happened probably ever. And that is part of the reason why this family is struggling so much. And then I think Mary also brings up a really good point of part of the reason why this family has started to separate is because a lot of the kids are older <sighs> and they don't need the, they, the adults don't need each other as much anymore. And I do think that there's a valid point in that. I think parents probably go through some change when 
they become like quote empty nesters Absolutely. the dynamic in that relationship probably does change I don't know I don't have children and I definitely don't have adult children so I have no fucking idea I could see it in my parents marriage mm-hmm. that like when all three of us were out of the house it changed it was different and and I think I think Mary has a point there yes but isn't this the scene also where she brings up like how Robin just wanted this like closeness for the older kids for her kids I have feelings about that that is so unrealistic so unrealistic those kids grew up with each other in the same house this was when they were in the same house you cannot expect Ari and Saul to have the same experience because there's no other children their age they're the last ones everybody else is significantly older than them so the mm-hmm. fact that you think that Saul and Ari are going to get the same experience, you're delusional. Like, I get that mm-hmm. you want that for your kids, but it's not going to be the same. It's not the same circumstances. If you all had children the same age together, sure. Yeah, but you don't. And and mm-hmm. when you integrated yourself into this family, you chose not to integrate your children. Like, you act like you did. And you act like they were rejected. I'm sorry, that was your fault. You chose not to move in with the family. I get the reasonings, that's fair. But your insistence on having a nanny and not utilizing your sister wives who... That was basically her function in the family. Like, get the fuck out of here. Get out of here with that shit. So then Robin starts talking about how everyone, like her expectation, she makes it very clear, is that all of the kids for all of the holidays need to come back to wherever she and Cody are, essentially. And I think it's total bullshit. Like that's the the mother-in-law that you don't want to have is the one that insists on hosting every fucking holiday. Because like, frankly, I don't want to do that shit. Sometimes I want to go to my own family like heaven forbid Aspen or McKelty wants to go to their husband's family for a holiday like you cannot force this version of reality like this version of reality doesn't exist in the real world and it's just so fucking frustrating because she's ultimately blaming these children adult or not for not having the Christmas she wanted she's blaming the fucking kids yeah I mean, she is. But do you think it's more common that that used to be more common in that in their religion that like you kind of that's what you do. You come back and you go to the nucleus, as she phrased it. So I think she's thinking of this in a very like I yes, in a very different mindset where like they all lived essentially like on a commune in the same neighborhood, like Colorado City or something like that. And not great, but like everybody is interconnected and lives in the same community. So of course everybody's around and everybody's connected and they're all intermarrying amongst each other. They're not marrying people outside of the bubble. So it's a lot easier to do it in that format, but because they don't Function yeah. like that. They have their children are all living monogamous relationships outside of this bubble of their religion. She has to adjust her expectations. Very true. Has to adjust it. It just pisses me off that she ultimately fucking blamed these children on her and Cody being assholes and not being willing to compromise and bend so that this family could fucking spend time together. Yeah. It's fucking asinine. Uh, but 
it because TLC loves to give us a happy little moment uh, in the midst of these episodes. And I feel like it's always happening kind of at like this two thirds mark. Like we'll get all of this shit dumped on us and then they'll give us like a breather, a little moment of like making some rolls <laughs> with the snowball fight. And today it was we're in Utah with McKelty and Aspen and Christine and we are there planning her 50th birthday party and they decide on a 50s theme like a 1950s theme and they're gonna have like an ice cream bar with you know a soda fountain and like have everybody dress up in like poodle skirts and stuff and it's just so sweet but then they talk the guest list and it is complicated i would imagine it would be anyway because like they seem all Mm -hmm. kind of interconnected because like Cody's family is also married to Mary's family. Like, it's Mm -hmm. weird. I don't know. It's all weird. Yes. I don't want to say incestuous, but like that. In like the least gross way possible. I don't. Because like no one's actually related, but like it's all related like through marriage in weird ways. Exactly. And then Christine admits to having a little bit of a celebrity crush on Shamar Moore. And all I. <laughs> All I can think is same girl, same. same. Was, you are not I alone. I was not expecting that to come out of her mouth. Mouth, and then when she said the baby girl line, I was like, ah, I can't believe she said that. <laughs> uh, girl, same. It was good. I like same. Shamar Moore is a beautiful yes, man, he and he can say baby girl anytime he wants. Mostly to Penelope Garcia, though. It doesn't need to be to me. It's fine. <sighs> Hashtag who doesn't love a little Criminal Minds moment. So then we get this, like, end scene with Mary. And she's driving in her car. And she is talking about her bed and breakfast in Southern Utah. And her mother had been running it. But her mother passed away almost a year ago at the time of filming. And Mary's obviously been trying to sort of split her time there, going up and visiting it. But her friend has been running the B&B for her. So she has made the decision that she is going to move the operations of her MLM business closer to her B&B and spend more time up there. But she's very quick to say she is not leaving Flagstaff. She's not leaving Cody. She's not leaving the family. She's just going to be spending more time in Southern Utah. I don't really buy that. I... I don't buy that it's that she's not leaving Cody and that she's not leaving Flagstaff. This is a gentle, slow exit of Mary, in my opinion, because Robin would freak the fuck out if Mary was like, yeah, I'm not doing this shit anymore. Yeah, if she was like deuces. And then she even talks about that, of how she has not talked to anybody other than her friend about this, and that she's going to tell Robin before she even tells Cody, because she's like, Robin's going to care, and Cody doesn't give a shit. Yeah, and like, she, again, I feel really bad for her, because she says it so many times, like, every episode so many times. She's like, Cody doesn't give a shit. But also, Mm -hmm. like, you know, she doesn't have good relationships with Janelle or Christine. And so I, this probably feels very isolating to her as well. Yeah. And who wouldn't want to go spend time with her friend yeah. who seems to actually care like, about her? I don't mean this in a bad way. And I'm like, I understand that they have some very deeply rooted reasons for staying and not leaving. But like Mary 
and Janelle for that matter, fucking go. You guys will be so much happier, so much happier, and so much more fulfilled if you leave this asshole who is treating you like shit. Like, let him go find some other wives who are just like Robin, who will do whatever he says. Because, like, he has not treated any of them very well, like, over the years. Now, again, everybody does shit wrong. I'm sure that they have all, like, done some shit. And if I'm being really honest with you, I would be a little scared of Christine if I was her sister wife because when she's like, I wouldn't accept her friendship, that would be a little scary for me if I was, like, in in those shoes. So I get it. Like, it mm-hmm. was probably a difficult situation. But if, if Robin didn't want this to happen, she should have put, she should have nipped that shit in the bud so quick. So quick. Mm-hmm. And she did. So then we get this last little bit where Mary is talking about like the non-existent relationship between her and Cody and how Cody goes and has these conversations with other people about how he's done with her. They're never getting back together. He, they're never going to have anything other than what would they have right now. And she's like, I won't leave. I don't think it's fair for me to leave until we have that conversation and he hasn't brought it up to me. And she's obviously not willing to try to bring it up to him. Yeah, but they've been like... And that is part of the reason why they haven't fucking left. is because he won't fucking confront her about it. I understand that. I get, I get it. I do. But you've been there for how long now? Waiting for him to do that? He's not going to. He's not going to. And it's... I, I mean, I think he does eventually because of what we know in real mm-hmm. life and not based on the wonky ass timeline of the show but it's just so frustrating because it's like Mary's an imperfect person sure and she did some things she probably shouldn't but like that does not make her unworthy of being loved and cared for and she has been completely isolated for so long at this point and treated so badly by him and Mary's not my favorite person but like she deserves better she does because like people are gonna say well Cody doesn't have to be nice or he doesn't have you're right Cody doesn't have to do those things I'm not saying that it has to be Cody and I don't think you're saying that it has to be Cody but Cody needs to do to stop stringing Mary along because that's what he's doing he's not he's not making the cut because he's a scared little chicken shit who can't do it himself because he doesn't want to look bad in the in his religion or whatever and it's yeah, he's not willing to 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 make to have that conversation and just say how he feels. And I think Mary knows. Mary knows exactly where she stands. And I think for a long time she had hoped that something would get better and that he might have this revelation that he does still love her, but I don't fucking have that anymore. And I don't think he does either. And it's just so fucking annoying that he just is allowed to treat her this poorly. And it's like, don't, where is your self-worth, Mary? Like, I get that, like, you love your family and you think that this is honoring your family and the commitment that you made. But I can guarantee you everyone would be 100% okay and proud of you if you stepped away. Well, I think everybody but Cody and well, and fuck Robin them. Would. Their opinions, uh, yeah, because fuck them. Know, Robin would be heartbroken. 
and also probably fucking terrified because now she's apparently this isn't what she signed up for. I'm right? Well, really, that's all that that's what you've been living, babe. Yeah, because then then Robin, <sighs> when Mary walks away, because I'm pretty sure she's the last one yeah. to like officially walk away. When that officially happens, Robin is going to be confronted with literally her worst nightmare, which is her one and only apparent deal breaker that she has expressed on this show, which is monogamy. She does not want to live monogamy. She's actively living it even at this time, because like you said, a bajillion times, Cody's not spending time with Christine, clearly. He's not spending time with Janelle, and he doesn't spend time with Mary. So where the fuck has he been all this time? At her fucking Mm house. Like, let's be honest. Like, like, let's call a spade a spade. It just, uh, yeah, again, I don't buy that none of them have a tracker. (laughs) Just don't. Somebody does. Somebody (sighs) has a tracker keeping track of where he's been. If not one of the wives, one of the kids, I'd be so willing to bet it. (laughs) Somebody. Somebody somewhere does. But no, I I just... uh, I just wanted wanted to uh, sit them down because this isn't the first time that it's so frustrating because we all very much want to, like, just shake them and be like, you two are the reason that this shit is happening. And I don't understand how you can't see it. But even, like, if I remember correctly, there was a season that they had, like... Not therapists, but people come out and observe them, right? Anthropology students. Yes, anthropology students. And they brought up the fact that Cody spent a significant more amount of time with Robin and her children than anybody else. And they didn't fucking like that. Well, I mean, if the shoe fits. It's like they saw it. And that was back in Vegas. That was in Vegas when... Like, Ariella wasn't even born yet, but Saul had had a surgery on something. I don't remember what. And that was Robin's explanation, Mm -hmm. is that it was only because Saul had had surgery. And I'm like, so where the fuck was he when Isabel had to have her surgery? Oh, also, also, why the fuck was he so resistant for her to get the necessary medical treatment for her fucking scoliosis for so fucking long? Like, I've... I've watched some clips of like after she got diagnosed and like all of the things that they did to try to help treat her scoliosis for so long. And like, yeah, of course, you don't want to like jump straight to surgery because surgery is a big deal, especially when you're talking about that kind of surgery and stuff like that. But like when you have exhausted all other options and your kid is in pain, I don't give a shit if it's literally the apocalypse. I'm doing what it takes to get my kid out of pain. Same. Same. He just, I don't know, I'm a bit, I'm one of those people that is just a big person on fairness. I've always been that way. It used to drive my mom nuts because I was obsessed that things had to be equal between me and my sister. And so, like, that kid in me is watching this just absolutely screaming at the television that this is so unfair. And I just, I just don't see how she doesn't see it herself. I just don't. She's just choosing to see what she wants to see. She's living in her own narrative and it's not reality. And it's weird because like she uniquely has this thing that none of us really have, which is she has a fucking camera crew following her around. She can look back on 18 fucking seasons over I don't know how many years of her life being documented and can see the fucking proof in the pudding. You can see it with your own two fucking eyes. It just used to hide it better. Yep, I agree. 
It's it, she's willfully not saying it. She's she's actively choosing to ignore it so that it doesn't shatter her reality. So the episode of the the summary of this episode is <sighs> yeah, I was really happy to only have to see Cody on screen like four or five times because fuck him. Agreed. Fuck him. But there was that little bit at the end where we hear Christine talk about the matchmaker. I know. So that she's like yeah. having some kind of sit down and she's like, oh, I'm meeting with a the matchmaker, like a professional one. It's cute. I, I hope that we get to see. It makes me wonder like how fast they're going to go through this timeline now. I think they want to speed it up a yeah. little bit because she's getting like if, if we're in January of 2022, I don't know how much longer it'll be until we meet. She meets David and I want to see that relationship. Yeah, wasn't that announced this year in 2023? I don't know. They met in 2022. Gotcha. Though. I just don't remember when. I, I mean, I can't wait to see that, but I just I, I wonder what the rest of the episode is going to be, because honestly, I don't know what else you could do anymore. Like it's. Like, so we have Mary talking about her businesses. P.S. She sells for LuLaRoe. She's definitely part of an MLM. Good for her, though. She's in Utah with her B&B in there. She's talking to her friend about that. And then we see her come back. And I think maybe we'll get closer to the conversation up Coyote Pass, where she says she's not going to be around much anymore. And it's going to be her telling them that she is moving her business up there and so she's going to be spending more time there. Do you think Ryan's going to have a panic attack? Oh, I think, yeah. She, it's going to be that scene where she's crying and she's like, I can't, you don't have my porch with my kids and my grandkids and my sister wives anymore. Oh, I that was a clip from previous seasons. Is it not? Oh, nah. shit. Oh, okay. No. Huh? That hasn't happened yet. So that we're going to get that moment. So, yeah, she's going to have a well, panic attack about her reality. I was going to say, like, you made the bed. Now you get to lay in it, Robin. Hmm. You don't like it all lumpy and bumpy with all the rocks you put in it? Mm. I wonder why. Hmm. Mm. Maybe you shouldn't have done that. I wish you guys could see our faces. I, like, it kind of looks like ostriches looking at each other, like, with very pointed faces. Like, hmm. <laughs> but also, but also, like, not the consequences of my own actions. Yeah, no. <laughs> not the consequences of my own magic. <laughs> or, like, that one meme, emotional damage. <laughs> 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 That's going to be Robin. It's just the emotional oh, damage God. meme. <laughs> Anyways, at least I was more angry this time instead of sad. Ditto. Last time I was just kind of sad. Yeah. And th- this time I was just pissed. I was, pissed too. I was just annoyed. Same. I, like, I'm on the same wavelength as you last last week was depressing this week was not as depressing but definitely pissed me off anyways well thank you for chatting about this episode with me hopefully the season gets a little lighter a little less annoying and sad um and thank you to all the listeners who are tuning in um if you want to find out about more episodes that we're putting out you definitely should go follow us on instagram at mel and jill geek out or if you have a suggestion to what we should maybe geek out about next you can shoot us a dm over there on the gram or you can send us an email over at jill and mel geek out at gmail.com thank you so much for listening and for geeking out with us today. Again, my name's Melissa. I'm Jill. And this has been Mel and Jill Geek Out. Bye. Bye.